Welcome back to Make Do. I'm Julia Scott. And I'm Tiff Armin. And this is kind of a another check-in episode because we've come to come to the end. Sounds so ominous. <laughs> we've done our month of, of color challenge and you were not happy with me last time. Um, <laughs> How- I'm still not happy. <laughs> <laughs> Fair enough. Uh, are you happy? <laughs> I am. And I don't know if that means that like... You did a very good job or you did a poor job because I'm happy, which means it wasn't a challenge. I don't know. Um, And I don't know if it means that I did a bad job for you or if it's just like, I don't know, you weren't in the right place or, you know, kind of by chance it wasn't a good color combo. Because I could have done, you know, colors that you didn't like, but that triggered something in you, right? Right. Yeah. Yeah. Because like, I, I didn't feel inspired by any of these colors and so i made nothing since (laughs) that collage i've made nothing like i have the whole like little bucket of art supplies with these colors all set aside and i put it off every single time and honestly like this month i thought i was going to be less busy but i got busy all of this like because all of the stuff i was putting off for the holidays kind of came cascading down on me so like I had a ton of other stuff to do and then anytime that I had like creative time I wanted to make glass stuff and the glass stuff I wanted to make was like the succulents and like the stuff that I know Mm -hmm. um sell and that like I feel like doing them and like baking stuff and so yeah it'd be really weird to have a yellow and gray succulent yeah yellow and gray doesn't work with succulents so much (laughs) there's like no green anywhere (laughs) and i'm so into green right now it's like the uh it's so funny like everything that inspires me is very green and this is no green i can't even make green like there's (laughs) there's no way like it's it was a really tricky thing and i completely failed which is fair (laughs) and it's funny because like you i think maybe you want green because like you know we're all looking forward to spring but for some reason, the colors that you gave me, like, were cozier. So it's not that I'm like, oh, I wish I had brighter springy colors. I just kind of sort of nestled into my my hobbit hole with with what I was doing. So how did it work out for you? You said you it was good. So what are the good things that you made? Um, so I, I finished a nice sort of a thick Jersey Cortel, uh, the wine burgundy dress which is just like a simple dress with a swishy full circle skirt that I think will be nice with like a lot of different things to go with it. Um, I actually discovered that some fabric, fabric, I actually discovered that some fabric that I ordered around the new year when it arrived was basically the green color with polka dots of the weird crayon flesh color. Oh, wow. So it's convenient. Very weird, because obviously you hadn't given me those colors yet. So even though I haven't gotten around to that dress yet, it was just funny that I was like, okay, this is a really weird coincidence. But also, like I said, it was it was fun to me for me to think of this as a sort of color story, even if I didn't make a ton of things. But like I said, it also was good because it just made me sort of, you know, take out and, and throw around some stuff from my fabric stash to see what I had, which reminded me of things I have or plans that I've had or maybe things that should get new plans, you know? Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And I'm wondering if 
not that I'm like, hey, I want to torture you again right away. <laughs> but like, if we were to do this again, do you think then you would want to like choose for yourself or maybe the way you did for me, like I would give you three palettes and you pick one and maybe not all three will be torture? Yeah, yeah, that might be. It. So I have like some <laughs> agency in the, in this choice. But I, I did remember as you were speaking that I did um, anytime I was doing any kind of sketching, I made sure to use these three colors. Like I didn't sketch in anything else besides red, yellow, and gray. So that and was did you something. Hate it? I didn't hate it. It was it was fine. Like, but I would have been sketching in like whatever I had anyway. So it really didn't feel like it was part of the challenge, even though. I was trying to stick to that. Like, okay, I'm doing drawing while I'm watching Adventure Time with my son. Like, mm -hmm. that's about it. So I just have like a whole bunch of like Adventure Time fan art now in yellow and gray and red, <laughs> which are actually like very not the colors of the show either. Like, so it was very, very strange. true. <laughs> uh, do, do you think that if you hadn't had like a ton of other stuff that needed making and, you know, was taking up your time, do you think you would have made more stuff using these colors or was it just like this was just not your your trio of of possibilities I think I would have tried but then I would have gotten mad that I have <laughs> making time to make stuff and I'm not using colors that I like so I mean maybe if I had given it like more of a hardcore effort then I don't know something could have come out of it but I was just so uninspired and I guess I never thought I was such a slave to inspiration, but apparently I am. <laughs> like, I'm very tied to it, and it, it means a lot when it comes to making something. So I guess I learned that from this. If, like, I'm really not inspired, I'm just, there's nothing that can force me to make anything. Yeah, and, you know, we, one of the things that both this show and our sort of adult lives are about is, is you know, admitting when you're a five-year-old, you know, it's okay <laughs> to do things because you like them. And it's good to practice and it's good to sort of, you know, push yourself, but you shouldn't force yourself, maybe. Yeah. yeah <laughs> and and also, you should have better friends than I am, clearly. <laughs> hey, you tried to challenge me. That's a good friend. True. So should we, like, do this in May, maybe? Because if we do it, like, every four months, <laughs> we have time in between to do the things we want to do. <laughs> yeah, maybe. Maybe. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Yeah, we'll 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 think about it. Cause so obviously you haven't been making that much stuff because I ruined everything for you. <laughs> but do you wanna do you wanna just like do a little um catch up check in about what you have been making and how, how you're feeling about your art and your artist self and that kind of thing? Yeah, I did something new this week. So on my website, I had like basically a little storefront and I was selling some of my glass stuff and I was like out of stock all the time. And it's not saying that like I had amazing amounts of sales. It was just that I could only make so many things in time to put them up. And then, as you know, like taking pictures of it and listing it and writing the description and picking the price. Like there's so much time that goes into like listing each and every thing. And if you're doing mm -hmm. that for every single individual thing that you create, the creation time goes down because now like all of the paperwork and stuff time goes up. And I felt like I was constantly underwater like and not that I was just so busy but I always felt a little guilty that 
my entire stock just says sold out like all the time. Anyone goes to my site, it's like sold out except for like one peach and that sold yesterday. So like <laughs> it was it was one of those things that I was thinking about doing and opening up kind of a pre-order system. Mm-hmm. And kind of like I did with a few things before, yeah, before yeah. Christmas. Exactly, exactly. And like not having it open-ended. And I was a little bit worried that like then that would make me feel even more obligated. But I'm like, all right, if I give myself a giant lead time, like I say, like, do not expect anything shipped in like eight weeks, right? Like a giant lead time and a limited number of things that I accepted. So I had like, a, I only have so many pots in stock. So I put out um, succulents for pre-sale that I was mm-hmm. able to do. Some of them are made, some I still have to make. It turns out every order that came in was like one of a made one and one that I haven't made. So I can't ship anything yet. It was so frustrating. I'm like, they couldn't have just ordered the ones that like I already had in stock. Nope. But that's fine. Um, And at least I have half done. So yeah, so I started this like pre-sale thing. And so I pre-sold, you know, about a half dozen. And so far, so good. I am within the timeline. I have stuff in the process. I have things like moving along. And I'm going to see how this feels. I mean, this has still not stopped. Like they're all sold out now. Like I'm already back to sold out. And I still have people like, you know, DMing, asking for, oh, when are you going to get these back? When can I have them in? Which is a great place to be like fantastic. But they do take a really long time. And it, you know, I'm trying to do podcasts in between. I um, I do incomparable shows here and there where I have to play like, you know, at least a, a dozen hours of video games uh, for, you know, to talk about them. So there's like a lot of time that gets strangled here. And I was just really trying to find a way to keep this like little business going, but still keep me happy while I'm doing it and not feel like... I'm just like one person under tons of pressure to produce as if I were like a big manufacturer. So that's kind of the place I'm at. I did the pre-sales. Now I have to fulfill them. And once those are fulfilled, I will open up the pre-sales again and we'll see how that goes. Yeah, like I with with like either pre-sales or drops, because like you see that a lot with some artists, you know, they'll do a drop at a certain time, either every month or every two months because they make stuff, but you have to know then exactly the kind of thing that you know will sell or be like super popular so you know that everything will sell. Mm -hmm. Or you open up pre-sales every now and then because then you know you won't have spent time making, you know, 10 of something that it turns out nobody wants. Exactly. Instead you make, you can make like two or three different things, see what kind of, you know, reactions they get online and then open up pre-orders. And it's not maybe as much fun as, you know, playing around a ton or making the thing that you fall in love with. But it does make the shop part and like the admin businessy stuff a little easier. Because yeah, like it, it, it really is a challenge when you want to make, you know, a couple of these and a couple of that. And then you, as you play with different things, you maybe have to, you know, put different posts up because like, oh, they're slightly different measurements, or you have to clarify mm-hmm. or you have to make very, you know, it's not it's not the worst thing, but it, it can be frustrating. So the, the pre-sale thing, even if it, it it can feel a little like pressure, because you're like, well, I have to at least maintain some kind of timeline. But it also, it does make things does make things easier. But have you been have you been playing with stuff that's not specifically for for the store? 
Yeah, I'm, like obviously, uh, I see what you do on Instagram, but <laughs> do you want to share anything that's been like a fun discovery or a big frustration? Well, I just recently made kind of like this uh, sunset piece. And so that was really fun to do. I've been thinking about that one for a really long time. And something that was very pretty. Thank you. Uh, Something that was like interesting about that and that I noticed from like stupid Instagram, they always like they find you. (laughs) They find out what you like and they feed me pictures of glass stuff. And I'm like, stop it. I don't want to see anyone else's stuff. But I kind of creeped on someone else's stuff. And I also I, I do creep occasionally to find out what people are pricing their things at because I'm very curious That's about good. that because I want to, you know, stay within the realm and give myself, you know, a, a chance, <laughs> a chance here. Right. And like not like super underpriced it, but also like I don't want to be like outrageously priced either. Right. So um, I creep on some of them and I, and I feel good where I am uh, compared to everyone else. Uh, but so I saw some like other sunset pieces and the thing is what I like to do when I'm doing glass art is of course you know me the listeners who've been (laughs) here a long time know me I love doing things the complicated way right like I I scoff at the easy right like I just never (laughs) I, I can't even play video games on easy like everything it's not worth doing if it's not like difficult and then when I come out the other side I feel really good for accomplishing it or it's a complete failure and I want to blow up the world. Uh, But with this piece, cutting glass, when you cut it, like getting curves are it's almost impossible. Like it's very difficult to get, you know, a a a high, um, I don't know, math. I used to be good at math, but not this kind of math, Um, like a, a, a very tight curve. That is not easy or possible most of the time and so you need a glass saw to accomplish this and even then like if you're sawing it and their piece is a little bit too thin or because you're cutting pieces of glass that are um they've been poured right so there's naturally some little fissures and you know tiny things in the glass that could make it crack easily in one direction or another if if you just you know hit it the wrong way it's just a little bit weaker right And so a lot of times cutting tight little curves like I have in this piece, like kind of like the reflection of the water, it kind of undulates down to the bottom of the piece. It's very tricky. And it's also very tricky to cut then the inverse of that curve with another piece and like getting them all to fit properly together and not have these giant gaps. So it was a challenge. And after I finished it, um, I was frustrated because I had to like make some compromises to get it to work right. I cracked a few pieces and I'm like, okay, well, how can I make this easier to do on myself? And that way, if it takes me less time, I can charge less money for it. Because as it is now, I would kind of charge a lot for it because it does take a lot of work, but it doesn't look like it takes a lot of work. Yeah. Because if you notice it, like if you compare it to like another sunset piece, you'll see a lot of like straight lines or like, you know, stained glass lines. You know what I mean by that? It's like each corner has like it's cut off and it has a seam in it. So it's more um, mosaic style, you know, Mm -hmm. than looking at it like there are these, uh, you know, flowy shapes like you don't see a lot of flow um that yeah, is broken yours up are by more lines. a little like painterly than maybe a lot of the more traditional stuff like it, it's more right. 
flowy. Yeah. Right. And so and that's difficult. But I also like that because I feel like that's my style in this. Right. Like this is something that I have to say in this medium. And so um, I was thinking about like, okay, let me change the design to like make it easier. And, And then I got to the point where it really made me step back and think like, why am I making this easier? I'll just I like them. I won't make that many of them. And I'll just sell it for how much time it takes me, because if someone doesn't notice the difference, then they shouldn't pay the extra money for my piece. They should, like, go out and find another sunset piece that they like and or they'll pay it because they're like, I like this. I don't know anything about glass. Right. Like, there's that, too. And, you know, I'm not trying to screw anyone over here. Like, I'm trying to be fair to both a customer and myself as like the amount of time that I'm putting into it, but also like my own frustration, like in the workroom, right? Like I don't want to be sitting down there like breaking piece after piece being like, why am I doing this to myself? (laughs) But that kind of made me also reflect in the Zen of it. It's like, well, why am I doing this? Am I doing it? Because I just want to like slap together a few like straight pieces of glass and like, you know, call it a day. I, I think of it more of like an, art and if it's not a little bit tricky to get right then I don't feel as proud does that make mm-hmm. sense so like no absolutely that's, that's kind of where not, I came that's to not with that. the, the point like you're not a production glass maker mm-hmm. uh and and you're not just trying to like max out the amount you produce and the amount of things you bring to a market or your online shop because like I could simplify my tentacle mugs absolutely yeah. or uh, even like, you know, do more things that are are made from molds that will be quicker to put together, but they won't have that same handmade feel. Yeah, uh, exactly. And in that case, I could just, you know, outsource it. Right. Like, where does it stop? Like, where does the pr- the ease of production, like, how far do you take that? Or, you know, or if you don't want to even start down that road at all, right? Like, you want to keep things in the difficult art world. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, because I've, I've been looking or thinking about the possibility of doing some molds for slip casting for a certain shape of vase mm-hmm. that I like to make because then I can focus on like manipulating the clay and then the decoration because it's a simple shape to make and the shape itself is not necessarily the point. It's what I can play with it. You know what I mean? Like that yeah. kind of thing. If it's more of a, a, a straight and straightforward thing to do, fine. But you're still then not the the thing that gives it value is not the mass producible part it's the all the annoying bits are what makes something art maybe well like so if you made a mold of something you would have created the mold right like so there's still like your voice in that but then like i think about stuff like that and i always now that i have market experience and i've you know interacted with the public a little bit when it comes to art and prices and I keep thinking of this one person at one of my sales who looked at my B and was like, wow, that's expensive. Uh, I believe I have it, I had it listed for like 70 or something. And it has a lot of little parts. It took me a long time. Like it was, it's a complicated piece for at least for me in the beginning. It was, and it has like a lot of little wire details and stuff. And I think about that, but then also you have the same people like, or similar people who are coming up and asking you, do you make the glass? And then when you say no, they're like, oh, you know, like, <laughs> it's like, well, how much do you like it? It's so tricky to me 
it's almost nicer selling online because no one really asks you questions. They just like push the button, they buy it, and then it's gone, <laughs> right? But then it's yeah. also the stress of like, oh my God, are you sure you bought this? And you're going to be disappointed when it shows up and it's smaller than you thought or something like that. But regardless, it's still that like, well, if it's not super handmade, people are like, oh, you made that from a mold, right? Like, I could do that. Or if it's like way handmade and then you charge the money for it being way handmade, they're like, ew, that I could go to Home Goods. And you're like, ah. do you know what a Home Goods is? Do you have yes. those? <laughs> yeah. We it's... have similar things. But I think also like, because with a lot of things, the things that you can sort of make more efficient, you, the things that are really handmade, you can't. Like if I mm-hmm. were to make tentacles, I couldn't make a mold that would give the same feel of the tentacles that I like and that I think are the things that make people like them, right? Yeah, because like those little suction cups are like so, mm, they're so. (laughs) And so annoying. (laughs) But but when you do them, it looks so. uh... Organic, like that, because that's the thing. But it's not organic in like the, oh, I got the like, you know, there's a worm in my salad organic. It's more like the, (laughs) like. It looks more sorry, real. I know what you mean. That just sounds so funny. <laughs> I'm, I'm glad you don't think my ceramic is like... No, but I, I know what you mean. And that's that's the thing. Like things that feel sort of organic and handmade are very hard to achieve efficiently. Yeah. You know, and, and like, yes. Especially making... with the perfection, right? Like the, the keeping yeah. it clean and precise and beautiful and also being handmade and unique is a very different difficult balance to achieve. Yeah. And um I forgot where I was going with this. But yeah, no. Well, like, yeah, we went down a path here. Like and I still need to ask you what you've been doing. <laughs> <laughs> but you know, like I could I could, you know, the, the simpler mugs that I make, I think you can still tell they're handmade, but you wouldn't necessarily know if you looked at like four identical ones, you wouldn't you might be like, "Well, those are nicer than IKEA," but you wouldn't necessarily go Oh, that's handmade. Oh, but no. Your stuff things... is, like, sleek. Like, I like I even look at the little imprint on the bottom, and it looks so professional. Like, I I love your stuff. It's it's so nice and clean and balanced. Like, it's great. And so Thank I you. completely admire your work, and I'm glad <laughs> that you have that aesthetic and that, um, th- that quality control in your work because that <laughs> means that you understand, like, going through this process and, like, fighting the both the perfectionism but also like keeping it handmade and yeah the affordability it's it's we've talked about this before but i'm feeling more and more how complicated it is as i run a small (laughs) business now yep it's it's an adventure and one that i'm hoping i can sort of get back to both with my health but also you know the health of the world and more markets and things so let me ask what you're up to these days. <laughs> Talking about getting um, back to things. Yeah, no, I've been sort of knitting and sewing. And right now I'm knitting something in a very dark gray that's a complicated pattern. And I'm cursing myself a lot of the time because it is you can't really see what you're doing. Um, but what is sort of new with me is that uh, so the, the art school where they have the art and uh, craft teacher program uh, they all through like parts of December and all through January, they had posted that like, oh, the the portfolio assignments will be posted in January. And they posted them 
on February 1st oh. <laughs> like, at night. So, you know, I kept, I was reloading like every two or three days and I was like, I will still have until like mid-April, but I was just like, relo- and I was like, you're, you're, you're making liars of yourselves is what you're doing. But they came up um, and I have some ideas of what I want to do because they're different from last year. And I think that I'm also going to apply to the parallel program at the same place for um, art and media and art and design teachers for high school. Mm -hmm. Um, Both because somebody told me that if you get into one of the programs, it's easier to switch over. So I could possibly get into the arts and textile arts program if I wanted but also because I think it might be fun to teach like art and design and media for high school. Mm. But obviously that also means that I have to make different portfolio things because why not make things harder on myself? <laughs> of course. But also, I mean, <laughs> yeah. do, do, do you know me at all? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> like you were just saying, why would you make things easier for yourself? But it's also funny because like I'm still going back and forward on what I want to do, <laughs> you know, because it's kind of the same thing as it was basically a year ago where it's like, well, you know, I'll be almost 45 by the time I'm done. Um, and I would still have to work to, you know, pay my portion of the household expenses. I think it's also that like with with teaching at a school, and I think this is probably true for most teachers, where you know, it's hard to know day by day and week by week if you're hating it or loving it that particular day, depending on, you know, how the kids are and how your mood is and everything else. And like, I've decided that I'm going to to apply either way. Like I'm going to do the the assignments and and apply because it's a lot harder to decide that I want to do it if I haven't applied. You know, I can't get in to make the decision if I don't Mm -hmm. actually apply. But I know it's it's very much like what do I want to be when I grow up, you know? Does that ever really stop? I mean, no, I don't. Well, think Well, for so. people like us, anyway, <laughs> that keep changing, <laughs> right? Because like all of the things that I am good at are not things that necessarily make for stable employment. Uh, and then I was like, I actually started looking at like trade school to become uh, a furniture maker or like working with with sort of fine carpentry. <laughs> Because why not? Because You're I can't. Crazy. I, love I know. It. I love it. I love it so much. I want to make. I weird love chairs. it because I get it. Right. Like, you're going off on furniture town. I'm like, oh, maybe I could blow glass. You said I would do it. You said <laughs> now my brain's going there. Um, but anyway, yes, fine furniture. I could see you doing that. That'd be amazing. And I'm like, oh, should I take this like week three day weekend class on making rattan furniture? I don't even know. I think it's also just like. Even though I got really sick again over Christmas, like I, I'm bouncing back much quicker than I did, you know, a year and a half ago. And I think it's just like my my inner goat baby. I don't know, like, you know, like when the animals finally come out sort of blinking and tired from from the winter. I think I'm just like, I want to do everything, which partially is, you know, my always state, but also just like spring and the mm. hope of spring does that to me, maybe. So I think this is also where it's good that I live with someone who's a little bit more of a calming influence. And it's just like, maybe, maybe, you know, see how you feel tomorrow. <laughs> you don't need to apply for this weird master's program in, in Minnesota. And I'm like, oh, but I do it. He's like, you know, sleep on it. So that's good. But you never know. <laughs> oh, yeah. Ambition is 
very tricky when it comes to making people. I mean, what's really nice is like I've been seeing now that a lot of people are posting like very um, revealing uh, TikToks, really, like about themselves. (laughs) And like, it's like, oh, man, I'm so glad that there are so many other people besides like just you and me who are the way that we are. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> yeah. And I mean, I think also it's something that kind of in the air or the water that the pandemic has made a lot of people just like reassess things. Yeah. And it's not just like, oh, you know, the economy and the world changed and things are harder. But also a lot of people are like, do we need to keep doing the things the way that we've always been doing them? But, yeah, no, a- ambition and uh, ADHD are, are a dangerous combination. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, because then you get like halfway down the road something that you thought you were into. And then you're like, oh, wait, I don't like this. <laughs> <laughs> and then you're like, and this pile of materials and or uh, student loans. No, I'm, I'm happy with everything that I took out student loans to do. Um, ask me again tomorrow. I don't know. I might change my mind. Anyway. So what what do you feel like? So now that technically you've been released from the constraints of my evil, evil palette, uh, what are you looking forward to from all the now? things I wasn't doing? <laughs> <laughs> what, are you, what are you looking forward to now? Are you feeling the sort of first jumpings of spring? Um, no, because this has been snowing nonstop. We've been iced over on my island that I live on. And uh, we've been a little stuck. But the the boats broke through the ice the other day. So that's been great. But there doesn't seem to be much end in sight right now for freezings. But um, as far as like making and doing as we are on this show... Right now, I'm kind of still keeping up. Like, I'm still trying to make things for online. But then also now I'm trying to have, like, the forethought of, okay, markets are coming in the spring and other things like that are coming um, early summer. And I should have, like, a nice healthy stock, like, ready. Like, what have I been doing all winter? Well, I've been selling everything that I make. So I have to now uh, focus on both keeping, like, an active online store um, at least a trickle anyway, and then also making things to to have for these markets because I don't want them sneaking up on me. And something else I've been wanting to do is organizing. And I think that that's also the spring fever here is that like I really yeah. want to make charts of everything glass-wise that I've been making and really like like write out the colors of glass that I need to order when I need to make a piece. Because right now it's totally like, oh, I forgot what that one was and I'm like comparing them and like it takes me so long to like find the right one and then I'm searching all over the websites and looking for like my old orders and trying it's a disaster and so I need to like make myself a really nice clean reference book with like all the ordered like the the numbers of each glass color to like make sure that I can be accurate and reproduce stuff because before I wasn't thinking about reproducing things. I was just thinking of like, Ooh, I want to make that look at that color. That's pretty. Let's put it over here. And now that I want to just like easily reproduce something, I have to have that all laid out. And that also takes time. So I think like some of the, some of the organizing has to be, has to be done. So I need to make some spring cleaning time for that. So how about you being an adult? (laughs) I know. Do you have like all your fabric and stuff like really nicely cataloged or is it just like, oh, God, no, I keep thinking that I should. It's not like if you need to reorder yarn or something. Are you like, oh, no, (laughs) that's it. I'll never know the lot number. Yarn is good because I have it like logged in an online tool for that. 
um, but that's nice. made for yarn so that like, I know like the amounts that I have. It hasn't been updated in a while, but like I know what I have. And I also know that most of the things I have are not like sweater quantities. So when I want to make like sweaters or cardigans, I usually order new stuff or like I, I have to supplement any specific things that I have. I actually have a plan for I have bought the yarn for I'm going to make a stained glass sweater. Oh, cool. send you a picture. Yes, um, and I'm gonna, I, love I swear I'm going to curse a lot about that, too. <laughs> um, I think I want to just, like, make fun dresses. What I need to do now is not just cast on all the projects because it's fun to make new things. Mm-hmm. Um, but I want to make just, like, some some uh, – both some cozy things. But I want to make, like, fun spring dresses and, like, do swooshy, swooshy things and pretend that it's May, maybe. So are you going to uh, carry over some of the colors that I gave you or are you abandoning yep. them completely? No, no, no. I'm I'm sticking with them both because like I went through my stash and got some inspiration and because I bought a few things. Um, like so I'll be adding in other things, but I might like send you some sort of capsule wardrobe uh, collage Ooh. in a few weeks. <laughs> Maybe I should steal the colors I gave you because I'm feeling more inspired by those. Do it. <laughs> Try do something. it. Or, or uh, get inspired colors. by that that bird. Oh, that could be another thing that we try is we each make something with the same colors and compare that one thing. Let's like yes. focus on one thing that we so make, many like, so many projects we cool. could do. Yeah, I like that. I like that. That'll be good I for the like future. It. The future. Oh, I feel I feel I got into this and I was like, oh, I'm tired and I was yawning and now I'm super inspired, but I need to like eat and and go to bed <laughs> so if you are this feeling this is why it's so good to talk to you Tim. <laughs> oh it's, it's i feel the same way i absolutely do and i hope that our audience feels the same way too so if you are also <laughs> inspired now and invigorated uh, you can go and find our show notes at relay.fm slash make do and we are make do pod on twitter and instagram our email is make do pod at gmail.com you can find us individually at tiff arment and at julia scott sko T-T, and we'll be back in a fortnight and until then go make and do with any color you want and do and do and do and do <laughs>